This Alsco Uniforms 302 Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to another episode of the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez we are once again taking our fun to Las. Well, we're not, unfortunately, but NASCARs <laughs> taking their fun to Las Vegas, where I just saw from the main show they now have uh, slot machines that can follow you around the casino. Cody, what a world wow. to live in! <laughs> wow, that is uh, wow. They've okay. I had not seen that. Um, I really don't know what to do with that information at this point in time. That's uh, that's interesting. I'm just saying, <laughs> if they could fall, and I, the, why do you need a slot machine that follows you around? I mean, why don't you need a slot machine that follows true. you around? That's a good point. A solid point. <laughs> I I withdraw my argument. I'm just saying, <laughs> like then you never worry about losing like the hot streak that you build, right? I mean, this is this is your own pet slot machine, and and you get to keep it the whole time. I don't see an argument against it. There Sorry. You go. <laughs> anyway, hey buddy, how's it going? Are you ready for oh, Vegas and Xfinity? I am. I'm excited. Uh, got some thoughts on this week. Um, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> well, <laughs> let me let me start off because I, I kind of alluded to the fact that there's for as much praise as we heaped on the books and and Caesars in particular for what they gave us for the Cup race. Did you did you blow it all? Did, did you did you use all your energy because you gave us almost exactly nothing and, and they had it up early I was excited and then I started looking and I'm like god it's rough this week rod oh man again and- found some found some plays I like I'm going fairly light in Xfinity like oh man it, it's just and then like John Hunter and they knew I was gonna try and do it they knew I wanted to bet on him plus 175 <laughs> 
Jesus, Rod. We'll get into that when we get into the outrights. But oh man, it's uh, it's a tough, tougher week to bet Xfinity for sure. But that being said, of course, we still found some good plays we like. But uh, yeah, I mean, all the massive selection we had in the in the Cup series, we got spoiled. There was all these different options. Couldn't you know? Didn't have enough space for all the bets we could have possibly given out. Uh, much the opposite here on the Xfinity side, unfortunately. But uh, that being said, Xfinity is still where we usually, uh, you know, butter our bread, I think, as they say. Uh, so we could do it again this week. Well, and so from a from a betting standpoint, too, I mean, you look at the past winners on this track and only two are still actively driving right now uh, over the last, I don't know, what is it, uh, maybe five or six years, seven years. Only two drivers are still active so you want to talk about building an outright card for this one or any kind of card for this one like most of the top names on this track are all not driving anymore i'll even give you examples aj allmendinger tyler reddick austin dillon um ty gibbs ross chastain all of those guys have wins on this track in the xfinity series guys <laughs> they're not yeah they're not driving anymore there's only like i said two left that are still actively driving in this series we're going to talk about both of them coming up but at the same time handicapping this Xfinity race was not easy. In fact, yeah, it was not. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of the same thing with the Cup Series where you're not leaning as much into to past track history here. You're looking at the other other intermediates, the other mile and a half. They didn't go to Texas a couple of weeks ago, so we don't have that, but we've got some other stuff uh, in the recent history uh, that you can look at. But yeah, again, that's uh, the top of the odds board. Very, very juiced up, which is... Uh, catching on to us rod and the matchups too god damn i saw the yeah. same name five <laughs> times in a row i was like i don't care i don't want this guy like i don't want to bet on a head-to-head with him i yeah, have even like the cup series sides of things like there was we i don't think we actually gave any head-to-heads out and we've kind of we've just genetically kind of fallen away from head-to-heads because they're so freaking tough i did write one up i got a an article over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com nascar uh, you know odds and best bets I did find one I like to put in there, so go go check that out if you do want to head-to-head for the Cup Series. But the head-to-heads have just gotten difficult, I think, more and more so. And there's sometimes you can find some advantages, but it's been tough. And then, like you said, like in the Xfinity this week, like it's the same guys matched up against each other. And, and it's I mean, I know they're matching them up purposely because they're going to be too hard to figure out which side to go, but that makes it tough. And then you're getting 115 on either side. It's like... There's not even any good plus money stuff to attack, and so makes it difficult. Again, don't don't turn the episode off. I promise we we did find some good stuff. But again, we're here to to talk through the process. And when you're looking at it and you're thinking, God, these these options aren't that great. You're not the only ones because we agree. And we had to do some digging. You had to get creative and going to take some some dart throws. We like to do that anyways. In in general, and some guys that can make the case for them to to do good and try and hit one of these bigger number bets but yeah definitely a, a rougher week in xfinity but uh again well we got some stuff for you like michael jackson once said you are not alone we definitely feel your pain on that as you're digging through for the xfinity and you know listen if if you listen to this show at all and and you do if you listen to this now especially seven minutes into it then you know that we find you the bets that we like anyways regardless of whether or not the books we comb the books for you to find the good bets because they are getting smarter, like you said, on the head-to-heads. They are definitely, um, and and you can blame guys like us because we talk through every week, and any any book that's worth their salt is probably listening to a lot of these shows 
and and trying to find where the edge is, right? Hey, we know there's a we know there's an F1 guy that helps set lines for DraftKings in our Discord. Like he listens to the F1. Show. I mean, so they're out there, right? They're listening. They're paying attention for sure. And uh, again, I do think that uh, with the top being so heavy loaded, right, it does actually open up some value farther on down the board. So it's a balance of you know uh, the top is really hard and. And the chalky stuff that's likely to hit is is harder to bet because it is priced up so much. But there's some really fast guys and some guys that that you can really build the cases for that uh, that are higher priced because uh, the, the other side is so heavy. So it, it it helps us that way too. So I think uh, I think we're gonna have a solid week here. I know we're gonna have a solid week because that's just how confident I am. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then there's really no news that has broken over the last 24 hours, nope. right? Nobody's. Nope. We talked about the host of our stuff yesterday. That was the main thing. Uh, Kyle Bush and Austin Dillon are switching pickers back since Bush got eliminated. Nobody really cares about that, anyway. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, kind of a slow news day. We talked. We already talked about Haley Deegan going to Xfinity. So 13 that was kind of the big Xfinity news recently. Um, so yeah, um, other than that, I think it's time to start betting. I think it is time to start betting and we will do exactly that. But let me tell you first about underdog fantasy underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite team. Of course, now we know drive along with your favorite drivers all season long. Underdog has just introduced scorchers go five for five in pick em scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, underdog is extending that first deposit bonus up to 500 $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players are going to wake up $10,000 richer. We're going to give you an entire episode full of our favorite Underdog Fantasy plays for the week. So stand by, tune in, and we will give you our favorite Underdog plays for this Las Vegas slate. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Once again, Manscaped is back. We're brought to you today by Manscaped. They've taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave that it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of all that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off and free shipping. Look, I know it's spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with that scraggly beard. I'm getting a little bit scruffy. I know that the army doesn't like that, so I've got to get rid of that. So give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. I know you're tired of using bad razors and your neck is going to look like a scary movie, but with Handyman's skin safe, skin safe technology, you're going to help reduce the nicks and cuts. Finally feel confident when you're going out for that first shave and for my wolf men with a little more scruff manscaped beard head your pro kit has everything you need to tame your mane looking at you there cody for sure that's right halloween costumes may take effort but beard grooming doesn't need to when you get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard here's the thing Here's how you get involved. Get 20% off and a free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SGP for a sweet as for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Yeah, the Army 
does not take kindly to having your type of uh, facial hair there. So <laughs> that's why I have this type of facial hair because I don't have military regulations anymore. I, and I know that this weekend <laughs> I've got to get up again and, and get myself all good and shaved up. So <sighs> I want to say, so let's see, I got out of the military in 2013. I want to say I've clean shaven my face twice since then. Maybe wow, in 10 years. Yeah, that's impressive. So I, just, I trim it down. We don't we don't do the clean shaven thing. It's it's not a beautiful look. But Rod, uh, we just got done talking about no news, breaking news as we're recording. Hit the hit the breaking news sound effect. Did not see this one coming. Um, shocking, really. Sheldon Creed is not going to return to the number two car for RCR next year. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and RCR released a statement saying they'll have news soon on who the driver will be. Uh, uh, we've talked about how disappointing it's been for Sheldon, and uh, and we know he's got the talent. It sucks to see it. Um, this will be very interesting in a number of ways. You look at a guy like Ty Dillon, would, oh, this would be the perfect. I think Ty Dillon would flourish in this car in this series. I think that's the right spot for him, but is he going to the 16 car? We don't know. Is there somebody else going into this car? Noah Gregson going to step into this car? I, who knows, right? Opens up a lot of things. There's some truck guys out there still without some rides, some Riley Herbst type of guys that haven't announced rides yet. So, uh, this is very shy. I did not see this one coming. I hadn't heard anything about Creed not coming back. Um, so interesting. Does Creed go to the 16 car or something like that? And in the cup series, who knows? Uh, honestly, wouldn't hate seeing Creed jump back to the truck series and get one of those Spire rides or or one of the other truck series rides that are open. He was really, really fucking good in the truck series, uh, champion of the, of the truck series. So I would love to be able to bet on him in the truck series again. But yeah, that's uh, again, it just was. Yeah, this was posted ten minutes ago at J Ski. So uh, I had not seen this or heard anything about this. So kind of a shocking, surprising thing there and. Uh, Yet another domino in the silly season to, I don't know, is that considered a domino falling or is that just a domino hanging in open space that opens up a lot of other dominoes because now nobody knows anything about where he's going or who's going there. Interesting. I, I'm a little floored, yeah, and Bob Pockers 15 minutes ago posted that Sheldon Creed won't return. It's just, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we talked about it. I was just looking at Bob's Twitter feed before X feed before the show. How did well, because, I miss that? Because we started that? 15 minutes ago. That's, that's oh, we did, thing. didn't we? It must yeah. have happened like literally right because I was right as we're getting on. I always scroll through it just to see. Yep, and it must, yeah, the RCR picker thing was the last thing I'd seen, so it must have been posted right after I looked. Yep, right interesting. After. But glad I noticed that while you were uh, looking in. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Skybox NASCAR he posted the. Uh, a gif of his guy, Matt Benedetto. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we see. know he's looking. He, for he did say sponsor-driven car, so uh, we'll, we'll see. And so, something to note. Um, and actually, good point by Skybox here is is in RCR statement. It says we'll make an announcement regarding the driver of the number two Wayland Chevrolet in the near future, which would mean that sponsorship is staying there. So. Does a guy like Matt DiBenedetto maybe get that right? Because we know he can't bring sponsorship. So, interesting. Who knows? And we, so we did. We, we've documented Sheldon Creed all season long. I mean, we've, we've talked about that two-car in, in various ways. I mean, we've talked about him us being excitedly high on him in some cases and then just totally frustrated and off on, on others. And I got to imagine that 
at some point that roller coaster's got to run its course and but you look at it too and like as as rough of a season as it's been and as close as he's been to winning like he is in the final eight here he's still alive in the playoffs he's still alive in the championship running like it's not like he's out of i mean he's not josh barry even who's getting a cup series ride next year and is already eliminated right so i don't know you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like you just know when you're done or when it's your time and when you're out. Right. I mean, I'm sure there was probably a lot of, of behind the scenes conversations with them. I mean, obviously this, this didn't come out of nowhere. It's, it had to have had some roots back a few weeks, but even if he does end up going out as a champion, which again, long shot as it could be he's still alive. Um, I guess that's the way to go. But yeah, sometimes you just, he goes, you just know. He goes number 10 on everyone, and his first win is finally that, that championship win. <laughs> oh, that would be, oh my God. Uh, on the way out, like, as that guy was when he won for, for JGR. But yeah, I mean, JGR rides are open. Did, did he have a different ride and he's the one leaving? Did they decide to leave? Who knows? I mean, obviously a lot of things, but interesting, nice uh, nice timing for them to break that while we're, while we're recording this since it is the Xfinity show. But uh, just to set it up, much like the Cup Series, obviously, if you listened to this episode yesterday, first race of the round of eight, they're synced up now. You win and you're in. So you win this race, you can look forward to Phoenix. You can start prepping that championship run car. Uh, and again, if you get three winners in this round, that means only one person points in. So sure, John Hunter Nemechek, 37 points to the good right now, 16 points ahead of Austin Hill. But if we get three other guys that win and he slips behind an Austin Hill or a Justin Allgaier, He's out. So nobody is safe. Uh, Sammy Smith on the bottom end, minus 14 below the cut line. So, uh, yeah, here we go. We're, we're down to the final eight, and it's time to start setting uh, setting the championship four. It's crazy because it's not even that big of a, of a gap, and so it's definitely anybody's game at this point. So that'll be fun. Um, all right, they are at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It is 200 laps around this mile-and-a-half paved track for 300 miles exactly. I know it's the Alsco Uniforms 302, but there will not be an additional two miles to make up this race. So, um, yeah, again, it's they were here in the spring. Uh, that This will be the second race on the track in Vegas. They'll get a second crack at this. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is what we're up against, another mile and a half. Things calmed down a little bit after the Roval, and uh, hopefully we're in for a good one. Uh, and we'll start setting up the bets, because I think that's what we got to do, right? That's a... Uh, it's where we're at. So we're, I think, well, unless some more news breaks while you're doing this ad, read who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. We may Stay have more to find news. out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so stick with us as we tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. If you enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizers tool, you're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Go ahead and sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Cody, it is that time. Let's start laying out some of these bets for this Alsco Uniforms 302 in Las Vegas, baby. That's right. Well, it would not be a uh, true Xfinity Series mile-and-a-half show if I wasn't betting on a JGR car. 
but to your surprise, it's not the guy you might think it is. This is going to be Myatt Snyder for me, actually. So he is in the 19 car this weekend for JGR. Um, I am going to take him at a top five finish, five to one plus 500 for Snyder here. Um, and really, the the thought here and the, and the thinking is that what do I say all the time? Every time we come to these types of tracks, who's going to be the fastest cars? Whose cars are going to be good? It's going to be the JGR cars. It's going to be the JRM cars as well. But the JGR cars are the fastest cars every single time. I expect John Hunter Nemechek to lead every single lap of this race. I expect him to win this race running away. But I expect Myatt Snyder to be fast in this number 19 car as well. Um, his only starts this season have been on road courses and super speedways. So pretty hard to put that up against a um, against a, a mile and a half, right? So you can't really measure it. He does have two top six finishes, though. So that's a positive sign for, for the starts he's made this year. Um, last year, he was in um, the Jordan Anderson number 31 car. Ugh, you know, not a very good car. So it's hard to measure that. Previous to that, though, he was in that number two RCR car that we just talked about um, before Sheldon Creed replaced him. He did win a race at Homestead in 2021 there. Um, which is a mile and a half track, right? An intermediate track race is a little different than this one, but it is a comp track for sure. Um, in that season, that 2021 season, he had finished as a 10th at Kansas, 9th at Darlington, 10th at Pocono. That number two car in 2021 was an okay car. I would say that that RCR program has stepped up. Austin Hill, even just looking last season to this season, Austin Hill has been completely different. And that program has taken a big leap, I think. Um, and so I think it is it is a better program than when Snyder was driving in in 2021 is my point there. But these JGR cars are fast, right? We've seen Trevor Bain get in this car, have good runs, have good finishes. We saw Ryan Truex win a race in this 19 car. The 19 car is fast time and time again, as long as Joe Graff isn't driving it, which is not the case this week. Give me my at Snyder, top five, five to one. Again, I, I think I see this race playing out fairly chalky, right? It's going to be the John Hunters. It's going to be the Justin Allgaier. It's going to be the Josh Perry's. These are probably going to be your fastest cars. These are going to be your guys up front. Cole Custer is going to be up in that mix. Austin Hill, you know. But if there is that late race caution, or, or if this happens or that happens, and even if it doesn't, Myatt Snyder, that car is so fast, he's got the opportunity to put himself in position. And a guy like this, we all know, right? You're paying to play in this 19 car. This is your opportunity to show off. Full time driver in 2021 and 2022 in that 31 car. Not a full-time guy this year. Only has three starts this season under his belt. You're auditioning for future riots, for future opportunities. Good chance for him to show off. I think we could see a great day from Snyder. I think at 5-1 at to one to bet on this 19 car specifically, as fast as these JGR cars are on these intermediate tracks, is, is a no-brainer for me. So, Myatt Snyder, top five, 5-1. Five to one. Uh, Love it. Who knows? He could be auditioning to get back into that two car. Uh, that could be something that he's uh, he's working on. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 really the the make, the model, and the manufacturer and the the team owner that we're really betting on here. And sometimes, you know, if you get behind a Lamborghini, you can drive it fast enough to be uh, fast. And it doesn't matter who you are, as long as you hit the gas pedal in the correct way. So, um, yeah, can't can't really argue with you on that one. And the numbers, right? Too again, I, I think. You know, like you said, we're going to get a lot of the same people up front, but uh, who knows? Who knows if that 19 car could sneak in there? Um, all right, go three cars lower for my next bet. I'm going back to Chandler Smith again. Chandler Smith is a top five car. 
He's at plus 250 for a top five. It's like you said, Cody, the top of this has been juiced to the point where I don't necessarily want to touch a lot of these guys. But digging back for Matt Snyder, or not Matt Snyder, for, for Chandler Smith, rather, as a top five car, is where I want to go for this. For Chandler Smith, here's the thing, right? Obviously not a lot of uh, experience as far as um, him being on this track. He's only taken this track once. Uh, he started on the pole on this one and finished third. Really good run. He led 118 laps of this race before giving way to Austin Hill. But the thing is, is that he actually has a sneaky good season so far for it being his first one. Seven top fives. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but for a rookie to be able to handle himself, um, I, I really think that that's an impressive run for him. The 16 car fell on lean days there in, in a stretch between Pocono and Indy GP. They bounced back at Watkins Glen, um, but they got a fourth place at Fort Worth, right, in Texas, which was the last mile and a half. So a top five for him there at that last mile and a half before falling kind of flat at Charlotte uh, for a 12th place when I was on him there too, but uh Fifth place at Bristol, I know it's not a mile and a half, but it's still another top five finish. So he had two top five finishes before the Roval last week. Um, but I'm really banking a lot more on, again, what he did earlier this season in Las Vegas in his first time on this track. I mean, I got to tell you, that's impressive to be able to go out and notch a top five finish, a uh, top three finish even, in your first time on this track in what was your probably, what, fourth or fifth overall race in his career? So... Um, yeah, the young guy really getting it done uh, to start out the season. Now, of course, like I said, he's fallen on lean times, but he's a talented enough guy. I think he can get it done. Plus, look, he's driving the 16, all right? The 16 won this race in 2021. The 16th finished 7th and 9th in 2021 and 2022. Started on the pole on the last two races. So uh, A.J. Allmendinger started on the pole in uh, 2022, and then the 16 car started on the pole again. That was AJ Almading. That wasn't Chandler Smith, sorry, that finished third uh, on that one as well. So anyways, yeah, definitely I think Chandler Smith can get this done. Um, and and I, like I said, this is a fast 16 car on this track. So give me Chandler Smith as a top five at plus 250. Love this play. I've actually got more to say about Chandler Smith in a little bit. So we'll come back to that. Just to, to retouch on my Myatt Snyder thing. If you didn't, if you were not convinced by my argument earlier, uh, Joe Graff Jr. finished ninth place at Kansas in this car, and he's literally the worst person that's ever stepped into that 19 car by like miles and miles. So I think that uh, helps my Snyder's case. So sorry, Joe Graff, but you suck when you're in that car. So uh, next up for me, <laughs> I am going to go to our guy, Riley Herps, top five. Been a while since we've had this bet. I'm back on it this week. Uh, again, it's a five to one as well. Like I said, lean pickings this week, but these are two guys that have the potential to get inside the top five. They're going to be running near the top five. I think most of the race, especially if you get that late race caution, some strategy, some of the leaders wreck each other, whatever happens. I think that these guys can put themselves in position. I think Riley Herbst is one of those guys five to one. I think the number is really good. Look back at intermediates here recently, sixth place at Darlington, sixth place at Michigan, fourth place at Pocono second at Nashville, finished eighth here in the spring, seventh place at Auto Club. Not a lot of top fives. There's only two top fives in there, but a lot of really close two top fives. Again, if he's running sixth place late in this race, at five to one, even if he doesn't get into the top five, you'll take it. But if you're in sixth, you're not that far away from getting into fifth. So 
Give me Riley Herbst, top five, five to one. Um, is he auditioning for a ride still? I don't think so. I think he's got some plans figured out, but uh, we don't know what those plans are yet. We don't. And uh, yeah, that was another one that I had as well that uh, you put in the dock because Spoiler alert, Cody got to the dock first again. B-Rod this time. He got, <sighs> you got me in the cup race. He stole my Gibbs bet, so uh, my turn. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> took this Riley Herbst one from me. And I was even toying with maybe possibly having him as a win, but I felt like that might have been a little bit too much of a stretch. So I, I like that. I like the top five. Because he's, what, 40 to 1? Yeah, I looked at it. I did. I looked it's, hard. Uh, I went a different direction for my long shot, but hey, a 40 to 1. Might be worth a little a little sprinkle from you there. Yeah, I looked really hard at that. Um, all right. I, I know you're not going to say his name, but I'm going to go ahead and say his name. Uh, and I'm going to take this next guy at 6-1. to one. Are you getting ready to beep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready for something, Rod. <laughs> uh, Daniel Hemrick as a top five car at plus 600. Cody is now leaving the building, turning off his... I was trying... If you're watching on YouTube, on <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. Damn it! Uh, watching YouTube, I was trying to just knock myself off the screen, and he did work, not. So, so. Uh, Daniel Hemrick, top five car at six to one over on Bet Three Sixty Five. I'm alone in this one now, uh, and hear me out on this one. All right, Daniel Hemrick. It in, <laughs> It did work that time. Daniel Hemrick in ten starts. He's got four top five finishes, seven top tens. He's uh, not finished twice, which is really two of the three outside of the top 10 that he's been in. But uh, you go back to earlier this year, 10th place finish. He started eighth uh, in that 11 car. Sixth place start, eighth place finish in the spring, or in the fall, rather, of 2022. In the spring of 2022, a third place finish. In the fall of 2021, a fifth place finish. A second place, a third place, a sixth place in there as well. Daniel Hemrick. Has been okay on Las Vegas. It's it's uh, a track that he's actually halfway decent on. Um, I know he's running the ten. Still the same type of equipment. It's still the same uh, everything. It's just the car number is different for him on this. Uh, so now we're saying the ten car instead of the eleven car. But in two of his last three races, he's also uh, had top ten finishes: a second place at Bristol, a seventh place at Charlotte, finished third at Daytona. Um, you know, it's been head or miss, and we've definitely been off of him more than we've been on him. Um, but, again, I just feel like this is a track that he's been good on. He's only one of a few drivers that actually has more than a few top tens that are active, uh, and even top fives for that matter. The two above him are Allgaier with ten top five finishes, and I'll get to that in a second, and Noah Gragson with seven. After him, Trevor Bain, Josh Berry, Austin Dillon, all with four. So, whatever it is about this track, Daniel Hemrick has some success. So at six to one for a top five, I, I feel like it's worth taking a dive into. I'm, I'm, I'm taking some chances this week and that's all right. The NASCAR gambling podcast brought to you by Q-tips need something to clean the nasty, disgusting <laughs> shit out of your ears that you just heard. <laughs> Q-tips buy them in your grocery store aisles. Okay. God, uh, you, Cody is going for a marketing <laughs> gig. This is two episodes in a row. We've got uh, we've, we've get to get to your uh, you know hey doesn't have to be Q-tips if it, whatever I don't know what other brands are out there for cotton swabs or whatever like the hell Kleenex. they're technically called. There's no called. other brand out there at all. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this is an opportunity for your brand to be heard. So uh, hit us up because that's a lot of disgusting things about too many good things to be said about that driver. Uh, he'll be referred to as number thirty-one next year, so not really looking forward to that. But 
Might get back on the head-to-head train if we can uh, fade him a bunch, so that'll be fun. All right. All right. Cody, clean their ears out. What's next? (laughs) See if I can compose myself and get through the rest of the show now that my stomach is upset. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Next up for me, Brandon Jones, top three, plus 380. I actually really like this bet again. It's it's chalky up top, right? I mean, John Ernemichek is like minus 4,000 to finish in the top three. Justin Allgaier, it's the same thing. But guys like Justin Allgaier, we've seen him have problems. Even John Ernemichek is susceptible to something going wrong, a penalty, any of the number of these things. And Brandon Jones has shown up on this track type, and he has been really, really good. Let's go back and look. Kansas, one of the most comparable tracks to Las Vegas. He finished second place there. He had a very fast car. Michigan. Another very comparable track, finished in third place. Both of those inside of the top three last year. Fourth place at Kansas, fourth place at Michigan. Again, comp tracks. Um, two times here at Las Vegas, he has finished inside of the top three, 2019, 2021. So it's not an every time thing, of course, but he's really good on this track type specifically. Um, and, and he's gotten it done here in the past at Las Vegas. I think Brandon Jones could be one of those surprise guys again. They're going to be talking on the broadcast. Oh, he's not had a very good season. Having a great run today. Here's Brandon Jones in that beautiful Menards number nine yellow car. I think he could finish in the top three at plus 380. Uh, again, searching around a little bit for value here, but these even if you just hit one of these three bets of these guys in the top five and the top three, you have multiple ones. You're having a great day, but uh, I think this is where we have to attack it. This is where we're going to get the opportunity. These, these nice plus EV plays, as I like to say, Rod. Uh, Brandon Jones, top three, plus 380. That was another name that when you kind of go through all of the statistics and kind of what you rattled off too is as far as all of it, when you go through that name jumps up a lot, especially here at this track. And I think it was where I was leaning initially because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll open up the, the track stats and I'll, I'll kind of gauge myself of what I want to look for in the books when I get there. And obviously Brandon Jones' name was sort of high on that list, obviously too. Um, but again, Cody gets to the dock first, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to inundate us with a bunch of Brandon Jones. Uh, uh, what you call? I mean, I got one. Yeah, you do have a bet on him coming up. I so. do because I found a good way to get there. So um, I'll definitely take that as well. Uh, all right. Well, look, I'm gonna go full on and go back to my man Sam Mayer. This time I'll put him in the top three at plus four twenty five over on Bet three sixty five. It's it's a fantastic number, and That's I know a big number. it's a huge number given especially and and really what this is based off of more than anything is just momentum and confidence, and that is what Sam Mayer has right now in spades coming into this race, and on a track that he hasn't necessarily been all that bad on either. Um, the last two finishes for him have been seventh place finishes on this track, both of them. As a matter of fact, um, in twenty twenty two he started in fifth finish in seventh in the spring he started 13th and finished seventh but i will also say to you that in that uh, in that mix was kurt bush as well uh was in there and the the names that were around there plus he wasn't necessarily all that uh confident in in his driving ability at that point uh earlier in the year so he's gone he's gained confidence as he's gone through uh same thing with that 2022 race right noah gragson was in that ty gibbs was in that Trevor Bain was in that, so you take those three cars out. It's a better finish for for Sam Mayer uh, on this track. Again, it, it's a lot of what I'm I'm basing this one off of is the number and just the momentum that he's been able to to be on overall this season. 
Uh, 10 top five finishes in 29 starts for him. Obviously, he got that win last week at the Roval. He won at Watkins Glen, second at Indy, fifth at Michigan, uh, second at Pocono. I know it's not uh, a full-on mile-and-a-half track, but uh, bad day at Charlotte, 35th. Not really good there, but again, he started to gain confidence as the season started to progress. Um, I know three bad finishes between Kansas, but he crashed out of that one, and, uh, and Texas at 38th crashed out of that one. But when he's running... He's damn good, and he's going to be around the front. So at plus 425 for a top three, I'll take that chance as well. Yeah, it's hard to argue at that price. And again, these are the types of stabs you're going to have to take, right? You pick the the few guys that, that are at these bigger numbers that have the opportunity. These guys all have that opportunity to get up in these spots. You take the ones you like. Uh, next up for me, this one's almost uh, sort of a hedge on some of my other bets I suppose you could go with. But I'm going to take Parker Kligerman over on Caesars to win Group D plus 320. Uh, so in this group is number 10, Riley Herbst and Myatt Snyder. So obviously I've made a case for Riley Herbst and why he could finish good here, but we know it doesn't always go great for Riley. And, and there's a lot of times he gets caught up in things. So that's a knock on him. You made the case for number 10. I think he sucks. So that's my argument against him. Uh, and Myatt Snyder, again, I just made the, the argument for how good that car could be, but what does Myatt Snyder do in that car? Does he have an issue? Again, if Myatt Snyder ends up in the top five, you're not going to care if you don't win this group. If he doesn't, maybe Parker Kligerman is that guy up in the top five. For Kligerman's sake, this team has been drastically improved on the bigger tracks. The knock heading towards the playoffs was, sure, he looks good on road courses. Sure, he's good on shorter tracks and super speedways, but they just don't have the speed on the intermediates. That has changed, Rod, because you go back to Kansas, um, or Texas, rather, um, where he finished in, in second place, uh, probably should have won that day, right? Because he he looked good there at the end. Uh, I don't remember I don't remember what happened at the end of that one, but that was the one where, where he really should have probably won the race. Ends up settling for second place. But Kansas, he finishes fourth place, eighth place at Michigan, was 11th here in the spring, which really in itself is not a bad finish at all, but this team has drastically improved since then. So, if he's second, fourth, eighth, like he was at these other three intermediate style of tracks here lately, I think that's going to be good enough to, to likely beat these other guys. And if uh, if a Snyder or a Herbst you know, gets up there and gets that top five finish, again, it kind of cancels this bet out, so you're not going to hate it anyways. Uh, so good way to hedge. Kind of left open with the number 10 there, unless you follow Rod on, on his top five bet as well. Shit, maybe you bet all three of those guys top five and then take Kligerman and hope you don't get screwed with somebody finishing sixth and not cashing any of them. Uh, but it could be could be played around with different ways. But give me Parker Kligerman to win Group D, plus 320 over number 10, Riley Herbst and Myatt Snyder. Yeah, I mean, look, for Parker Kligerman, now the the pressure's off, right? I mean, it's he hates it, but that's just the way it is. So, And that team has is, is still been good. Like that's There's a reason why they made it that far in the playoffs in the first place. So I, I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, but, you know, like you said, we're for considering these guys as top five cars, at least two, uh, actually all three of them, yeah, then, then I don't know, it's, it's, it's a good hedge, I think you're right, at plus 320, if all three of these guys have problems, uh, we'll take that as well. Um, listen, I know that John Hunter Nemechek is the favorite going away on this racetrack, I, I, I fully 100% understand why, um, you know, he, he did end up finishing sixth here in the spring uh, after winning at Fontana. He's got 
what, seven race wins this season, the last of which came at our last mile and a half track in Texas where he started 11th and finished first. I know he finished first at Kansas. I know he's got all these impressive stats. I know that. But I'm actually going to take Justin Allgaier over John Hunter Nemechek on this uh, card. I get him at plus 115 over on Superbook. Honestly, it's been neck and neck a lot over the last, what, month and a half with these guys, right? Uh, Justin Allgaier won at Daytona. He won at Bristol. Um, now, granted, I know that the average finish between there has been a little bit better for John Hunter Nemechek, but for some reason, even though there's a lot of great stuff for John Hunter Nemechek, it just feels to me like this is a race where I don't think he's going to really get there. And, and I say that because... He had a sixth place finish in the spring, but before that, he was a 16th, 12th, 8th, and 2nd, right? I mean, the second place is great. He was in the 23 at that point. Uh, he was in the 23 for his 8th place, but in the 26 car, 12th and 16th, yeah, in the 20 car, much better than Sam Hunt equipment, much better than Gallagher equipment. I get that. Um, and he's driven that way, too. Uh, and I know that he led 45 laps here, but this is more of a, a gut thing for me, and maybe it's because my uh, JRM love is showing, but... For Justin Allgaier on this uh, track, he is actually uh, got the most top five finishes on this track. 18 races, the most of any active driver. 10 top fives, 15 top tens. He's led 277 laps around this track, which represents the most of any active driver uh, on this track as well. Look at the last few finishes for him. A second place finish, a fifth place finish, a third place finish, a second place finish on this track over the last, what, since 2021. Justin Allgaier, I mean, uh, just John Hunter Nemechek's going to have to win this race, in my opinion, to beat Justin Allgaier. Because I, 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 I'm I, not giving Justin Allgaier as an outright because I'm a little scared to because uh, he doesn't have a win on this track. But I think it's going to be a top three finish for Allgaier. I think that Nemechek's going to have to win this race to beat him. I don't know that John Hunter's going to win this race. So give me Allgaier over John Hunter at plus 115. Yeah, I can see both sides on this. Getting plus money, I mean, these are the two best cars in the field. I don't think there's any question. These should be the two fastest cars. They should be the best two cars. Again, they run the race for a reason, right? And and but so if you're getting one of them over the other at plus one fifteen, I don't think that's that's necessarily bad. Allgaier, I don't know that anybody knows how to fuck up a good race like Allgaier does. He does it a lot, so that's the concern. Um, John Hunter didn't win this race in the spring, right? So there's an argument to be made against him. I think John Arnemacek blows everyone out of the fucking water in this race, but things can happen, right? And so getting plus money, I can see taking the Allgaier side of it. I definitely don't love it at all, but I might be a little John Hunter biased. He's made me a lot of money this year. Uh, so next up for my bet, Rod, winning car number, going back to this bet, over 11.5, once again, minus 120. Rod, uh, what number does John Arnemacek drive? Uh, the two, uh, I know it's uh, 20. Yeah. 20. The 20. Okay. So that would be over 11.5. Um, I'm not betting on John Hunter Nemechek to win this race because of the number. We'll talk about that in a minute, but this is a way to get in on him without just laying my plus 175 on him. You're getting some other guys. So you miss out on all the JRM drivers, right? That's the, that's the glaring thing you're missing. You miss those four guys and you miss Custer underneath this number, which those are the scary ones, but over this number, you get Chandler Smith, make a case for him in a minute. You get all three JGR cars, the fastest cars in the field, along with Justin Allgaier, but they're going to be fast. You get them, you get Austin Hill as well. Uh, who won this race in the spring, Rod? 
I'm I'm fairly certain that was Austin Hill. Yeah. Um, and Riley Herbst also included in this. You know, and Parker Kligerman's there. Longer shots, but potential to win, right? So, but really, you get the the big four in this. You get the three JGR cars, Austin Hill, and Chandler Smith. Don't sleep on him. He led shit ton of laps here in the spring. Um, and again, got more on him in a minute. So give me over 11.5 minus 120. This is my way to bet on Ju- uh, on on John Hunter Nemechek without actually betting on John Hunter Nemechek because all of his numbers are disgustingly gross this week. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, which is why, again, when it's somebody's that heavy of a favorite, I don't, I just, it's NASCAR. Like I've seen, I've seen cars get taken out. Yeah. It's not, it's done. not F1. No. It's, yeah. It's, it's not. It's, it's, you know, Max Verstappen at plus 175 would be the greatest gift you could ever get. But oof, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to the outright section here. Cause I have more thoughts, but uh, yeah, this, this is my way to get in on, on John Hunter winning without just straight up betting on him and, and having coverage in some other places as well. So yeah, give me the winning car number over 11.5 and, you know, one of my outrights is under that number, so I'm going to protect myself on the underside of that as well, uh, just in case it doesn't hit. Yeah, and so for me, you know, I, I'm going to go in another plus money direction head-to-head-wise, and this is the only reason why I even grabbed two of them. And, well, okay, it's not the only reason. The The biggest reason is that you guys gave us so much on the cup side that when you under-delivered on the Xfinity side, you made me sad. Uh, but I'm going to go Brandon Jones over Sammy Smith, at plus 100 over on Superbook. You already talked about Brandon Jones. You already talked about how much you like him for for what he's going to do in this one, uh, a top three car. I Honestly, there's no way Sammy Smith finishes as a top three car uh, in this. He only has five top fives all season long, um, and and he doesn't have that much experience, obviously, right? I mean, he's, he's a very, very young driver. In the spring race here, he started 14th, finished 17th, and that was after a 19th place at Fontana. Um, look at some of the other places. He got a 10th place in Charlotte. That's great. But if, again, it's not a top three, and if we think Sammy or Brandon Jones, rather, is going to be a top three car, then you got to crack that. Um, and he got a third place at Texas. That's fantastic, right? But Sammy Smith was not necessarily a top three car in that Texas race all race long. Uh, in fact, Sammy Smith was not even a top 10. Well, he was a barely top 10 car at the end of stage one and the end of stage two. Um, so again, I don't, I, he just doesn't have what it takes, I think, to, to be able to, to get into the top five by the end of this race in particular, which is where we think Brandon Jones is going to be. So yeah, like I said, at plus money at plus 100, give me Brandon Jones over Sammy Smith. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is uh, the bet of both these guys have had their fair share of troubles for sure, but I made the case for Brandon Jones already. I think Sammy Smith's car is going to be super fast, but he makes a lot of mistakes, and that's what just makes it so rough to be able to bet on him. So, again, getting it at even money, I, I do like it for, for the Brandon Jones side of this. And and if I was forced to pick a side, I think this is the side I would lean to as well just because, like I said before, Jones has been very, very good on this track type, especially here recently. Again, early in the season, it was pretty rough for him. Even on this tire track type, they couldn't catch any breaks, but been catching their fair share of breaks here lately. So uh, I do agree with you on this one. Well, and like you had said, I mean, yeah, he's going to be in a fast car, but will he be fast? That's that's right. the question. You know, it's and, and will he not make the mistakes? And and there's just been there's been a lot of mistakes. It's uh, I'm, uh, he's going he's going to be a JRM next year, which will be interesting. But yeah, he's going to be a really really good driver down the road. 
and I think maybe even next year in JRM equipment, we might bet on him more. Just gotta gotta fine tune some of these mistakes and and uh, watch out for him. He's young. He's young. He's bound to make those. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to some race winners, shall we, Cody? Who do you got to win this race? Yeah. So as we've referenced multiple times throughout the show, John Hunter's plus one seventy five, Justin Allgaier's plus three twenty five, and then even Austin Hill's plus six fifty, like or plus six hundred, and it's like. We hit Austin Hill. Actually, Austin Hill won this race in the spring past Chandler Smith as they took the white flag. I think we had him at 20 to 1, 18 to 1, somewhere in that range. Now he's 6 to 1. Is, oh, man, glad we got that in the spring. Uh, but John Hunter, I fully expect to be the fastest car, the best car. He will be. There's no question about it. Again, they run these races for a reason. Things can happen. He didn't even win this race in the spring. I still think he's going to be the best driver. I think he's going to be the best car. Plus 175, even plus 200. I can't pull the trigger. Now, after qualifying, if it doesn't go great after practice and qualifying, if he goes 300 or or more, book it. And then stay tuned in the Discord. I will be on John Hunter at 3 to 1 or more. I know it seems silly to not do it at 2 to 1 and do it at 3 to 1, but uh, just, that's that line of yeah, 3 to 1, I feel okay. 2 to 1, it's ugh, there's just too many things that can go wrong. Uh, so, Again, watch that number throughout the weekend. If it, if it goes up, I think you have to take it because I think he will be the best car. But things happen. Doesn't always Those guys don't always win this race. Mechanical issues, wrecks, pit penalties, all the stuff. You know how it goes. So I'm going to go with Josh Berry, a guy I've not been on a ton, a guy that hasn't won a race this season. But, Rod, he did win this race last year. He's at 7-1 to one, uh, if you look in the right places. Um, and... I think that he's the first guy kind of on this list where you feel more comfortable with the number, right? Seven to one is, is a better number. Um, and it's been an up and down season for him, but he's had strong runs on these intermediate tracks, just hasn't quite been able to get this, the win. So he won this race last year. He led 65 laps, looked really good that day. We've seen how good all guys looked in a lot of these races. We know these JRM cars are capable of it. Uh, can Imagine if you said at the beginning of the season, Sam Mayer, three wins, Josh Berry, zero wins. Uh, boy, that would have, <laughs> you got some serious plus money on that. Uh, but sixth place at Kansas, fifth place at Darlington, second at Michigan. He was close there. Fifth at Nashville, finished fifth here in the spring, fifth at auto club. Um, he finished third place last week at the Roval. So he's got a little momentum coming into this out of the playoffs. He's done. It's over. It's over for Josh Berry. He's got four races left in this JRM car going to the four car next year. He's going to be a cup series driver on a, what sometimes is a solid team. Uh, and th so this is it. No, no pressure. Not to worry about the points. Not to worry about anything else. Josh Berry comes out. I think he has the opportunity to win this race again. I'm going a little lighter on the outrights because I, John Hunter is going to be so fucking good. And if he just blows the field away, that's how I see this race going. But those late cautions, the mistakes, any number of things. And Josh Berry's capable of just out racing him throughout the race, having a faster car. It can be there. Josh Berry, 20 to one. Chandler Smith, you brought him up earlier, or Josh Berry, seven to one. I got ahead of myself. Chandler Smith, you brought him up earlier. He's the one that's 20 to one. Love him. Rod, he was leading this race. He led, how many laps did he 53 lead? before the. Did, was it, he led 118 well, in the spring race. Yeah, right? but he led 50, he was leading 53 yeah. before Hill yeah, got led the la So yeah, he led, you know, 53 of the last 55 laps and not the one that counted, but led 118 laps in this race in the spring. Looked really, really good. Austin Hill literally passed him as they were taking the white flag. 
whoever finished second in that race passed him as well. He ended up finishing third, but he was so close to getting the victory here. I was very happy because I had that big ticket on Austin Hill cash it that day. Chandler Smith gets his revenge here. Rolls are reverse. He's now the 20 to one guy. Austin Hill is maybe he passes Austin Hill as they take the white flag. Who knows? I probably wouldn't count on that, but, uh, but he also won here last spring in the truck series. So he's been good at this track. Uh, just recently fourth place at Texas, the one concern, it's a colleague car, right? And we know how that can go sometimes, but I think that, uh, it's going to be a positive day for Smith. Sounds like he might be going to JGR next year, which is going to be real dangerous. Um, but maybe he's riding a little momentum of getting that ink drying on the back, and, and we just haven't got the announcement yet. So give me Chandler Smith, 20 to 1. And Myatt Snyder, 40 to 1. JGR 19 car. That's, that's the end of the argument. Again, I talked about it earlier. Talked about him earlier. That car is just fast. He's going to be auditioning. You know, maybe it's him and John Hunter. John Hunter has a flat tire, hits the wall. I don't know what happens. Justin Allgaier finds a way to fuck it up like he always does. Snyder is going to be very fast in that car. And at 40 to 1 for a JGR car in the Xfinity series, that's not Joe Graff. You got to take it, I think. So give me my Snyder 40 to 1 as my, uh, you know, insert your insurance company here. We're currently selling that sponsorship play of the week. Three very solid choices for an outright. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit chalky, like you uh, were talking about, Austin Hill. I like the six to one number. I, I think that that's not bad for the guy that won this race earlier. I mean, if John Hunter Nemechek, who has not won a race on this track, is at plus 175 against the guy who won this in the spring, doesn't matter. We always talk about it, right? It doesn't matter how many laps you lead. If you lead that last one, that's the one that matters. And that was Austin Hill. And he did that earlier this spring at six to one. And we documented the the Austin Hill start of the season, right? One Daytona, started on the pole the next week at Fontana, won Las Vegas, won Atlanta, right? He went on a stretch between Dover and Portland where he was inside the top five in all of those races, inside the top 10 all the way from Dover until Atlanta, right? He won at Pocono, fourth at the Indy GP, started on the pole at Daytona, Finished second at Darlington, fifth at Kansas, uh, DVP'd out of out of Bristol, but a seventh place in Kansas. Uh, sorry, in Texas, uh, ninth place last week at the Roval. Austin Hill is still a damn good car. He's still a damn good driver, um, and to me, I think he's still going to carry that same type of momentum. He's always going to be in the mix. We're always going to be talking about him on this track in particular, right? He did have that win in the spring. He finished sixth at the fall of 2022. Um, crashed out of the the spring race of 2020, but he's led laps in all three of those races that he's been in this 21 car. So I think Austin Hill is going to be in the mix at the end of this race, and we've seen what happens when he's in the mix at the end of a race. He's going to be a factor, and it wasn't as if he just led those two laps to to win the race. He led 19. That's pretty respectable given the day that Chandler Smith led 118, and there's only 200 laps in that race. There weren't a lot to go around that day. Um, so for him to be able to lead at least 18 of those, um, or 19 of those rather, I, I think you got to make a case for him, even at six to one, I know it's yucky, but 175 is yucky. 600 at least gives you a six to one return on what you're laying down and 600 for most other tracks is, and drivers we're, we're loving that. Right. So, um, yeah, give me the winner of the spring race to repeat at six to one. So I'll take Austin Hill. Yeah, it's hard. It's impossible to argue against Austin Hill, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I he's, know he's the, really good, and I mean, and he won this race already this season. Yeah, I know the price is not the way you like it, but at the same time, like 
you know, I feel like it's 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 for somebody that's already won on this track, it is a good price. Yeah, and, and again, especially, oh man, it's just it's so hard to pay up for Nemechek at that price, and Allgaier, uh, again, he's just uh, at that price, like he's so hard to trust. It's, and that's why I didn't. That's why I did yeah. not pull the trigger. You know me, I, I would too. I would tell yeah. you how, nine ways to Sunday, and I think I think that Allgaier is going to make a good run at this race, but. You know, for six to one for the guy that won the race in the spring, I think that's the value and that's where we're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And again, these are all, you know, we got a little, little crew this week and I think we take it a little lighter and, and, you know, not, not maybe super speedway style, but you're, you're kind of playing it a little more like that where you're kind of shooting for some bigger things. I'm taking it lighter on this race just because, man, it looks so much like it's going to be a John Hunter type of day, but I, I can't pull the trigger again. Stay tuned for the odd shift later in the week. He drops enough, you know. If he has a bad starting spot, that's not going to scare me off. If he's slow in practice, I don't care. Uh, he's going to be fast in the race, so we'll just have to keep an eye on it. But uh, for now, I think that these are these are some really good plays, and, and we've got some good opportunities to hit here. I concur. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to go over these bets that we've given you for the Alsco uniforms three hundred two. From the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Cody started you out with Matt Snyder as a top five car at plus 500. I gave you Chandler Smith as a top five car at plus 250. We're filling out the top five. Cody gave you Riley Herbst as a top five car at plus 500. And I gave you Daniel Hemrick as a top five car at six to one. Cody gave you Brandon Jones as a top three car at plus 280. I gave you Sam Mayer as a top three car at plus 425. Cody gave you Parker Kligerman as the winner of Group D at plus 320 with the number 10 car, Riley Herbst and Myatt Snyder. I said that Justin Allgaier would finish better than John Hunter Nemechek at plus 115 on Superbook. Cody gave you the winning car over 11.5 at minus 120. I gave you Brandon Jones over Sammy Smith at plus 100 on Superbook. Cody gave you Josh Berry at 7-1, Chandler Smith at 20-1, and Myatt Snyder at 40-1. To be winners of this race, I gave you Austin Hill at six to one to win this race. Cody, we'll hope that it comes up all sevens for us on this race. Just kidding. We don't want it to be all sevens because all sevens, all nineteens, whatever. Just just hit us some bets. Just get us some bets. Uh, all watermelons? Oh no, that's that's earlier. <laughs> All right, anyway. Yeah, we haven't seen much watermelons lately. It's no, we have not. In fact, uh, all the watermelons are safe on the, the northern American <laughs> continent. They must be out of season right now. Must be. Uh, all right, well, let's wrap it up and send everybody on their way to go fill out their cards. And as we always do, Cody, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. And uh, follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Indeed. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, check me out on the back road with Seth and Elliot on the, uh, yeah, on their channel, breaking down Las Vegas as well. And then of course, all of my sportsbook review stuff as well. And then of course, now follow me on blue sky. If you're on there, if, if anybody out there at all is on blue sky, I know there's like a million users. So one of you has to be follow me there at RJ Gomez as well. Tell me what to do. I have no idea what to do there yet, so we'll figure it out. Uh, anyways, we'll see you guys for the DFS episode and underdog episodes later this week. But until then, let's go racing and let it ride.